If you were trying to win a million dollars, we're going to rank 12 through 1. 12 through 1, we're going to rank the best plays. Get them in your lineups in some way or another. Because the Super Bowl is right here. It's, it's not here, but it's right here, right? So the top 12 plays, let's get into it. So you are best set up to try and win a million dollars. Unique lineup, all that type of stuff. Let's get into it. So thank you for being here, you beautiful people, you fellas, you fellas, you fellas. Let's start it off with number 12. The number 12 play on this DraftKings million dollar to first, a couple of million dollars to first slate. The number 12 play for me is going to be the Rams defense. And this will factor in a couple of things now. It's going to factor in their price point, of course, their odds of being in the winning lineup, as well as their ownership. How many people are going to play them? The less people that play them, the better for us, because we get a little bit of an edge there. So I think that they have a better projection, a better ceiling than the kickers, so I prefer them there. I think they actually have a ceiling, can score a touchdown via the kickoff returns, fumbles, interceptions, can get a lot of pressure. The Titans had nine sacks against this Bengals offensive line, and this is a better defensive line now with the Rams coming in. You also now have talk of Jalen Ramsey wanting to shadow Jamar Chase, which clearly takes away their biggest threat. You have two high safeties of the Rams at the, or the Rams at this point, which is going to lead to less big plays. So the Rams defense, it looks good. It, it looks like it's hard to really get beat the Rams defense, and they're going to generate pressure, which will lead to some fantasy points. And I currently have the Rams defense projecting out for eight and a half fantasy points, which is around slightly above, right around the kickers, but I have their ceiling for about three to four points more than the kickers. So I like the Rams defense right now coming in with modest ownership at this point, around 20%. Now the number 11 play on the day is going to be somebody that has been dropping and is likely to continue to drop if we keep getting bad news on this player. It's Cam Akers. Now Cam Akers at the beginning of the week, I was like, damn, this guy's only 6,400, but we're sitting here very close to the Super Bowl and Akers at this point is still battling a shoulder injury. Daryl Henderson is expected to return so you're getting into a situation where it could be a three-headed backfield in Los Angeles with Cam Akers dealing with a bum shoulder doesn't bode out well for him. He got hurt in the second quarter of that last game, uh, ended up missing some time in the NFC Championship, ended up playing less than 50% of the snaps because of that and apparently he would not have played. He would have been ruled doubtful heading into last week if there was a game and now heading into this week he has still not practiced and we're we're getting towards the Super Bowl at the end of the week around Thursday, Friday. Akers has been the worst running back in the playoffs according to Pro Football Focus grades. He's averaging less than three yards per carry. I mean, the guy came off of an Achilles tear six months ago and now he has to play. At this point, he's getting re-injured. So this is, there's a concern here conditioning-wise. There's a concern just usage-wise. If he only sees 12, 13 touches in this game with Henderson back, can he pay off this price tag when he's going to be 40% owned? That's the concern with Cam Akers at this point at number 11. So now you beautiful people out there, let us jump into the top 10. So I reveal number 10 and it is CJ J. Ozoma, assuming that he plays. If he does not play, Ozoma is going to drop. Drew Sample will not take his place. No, you can just bump Akers to 10, the Rams defense to 12, and I believe after that comes Van Jefferson would then go from 13 to 12, full rankings and projections, ownership, all that type of stuff, an optimizer, everything you need to try and win a million dollars even more advanced down below on Patreon. But Ozoma right now at 10, he makes sense here. He's the same reason why I've been hyping up uh, Tyler Boyd in some previous videos. They're going to have maybe Ramsey one-on-one -on -one for the first time this year. Rams don't normally do that. Raheem Morris doesn't usually do that. Uh, against Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. Now, even if that doesn't happen, outside receivers will have a hard time making big plays due to the two high safeties. Uh, just the whole purpose of that type of a defense is to take away the big plays. And you saw Ozoma in that Titans game, in the division around when they knocked up the number one seed, you saw him have this exact same role that he would have if he's healthy in this game today. And that role is the Titans got pressure. The Rams are going to get pressure. Ozoma leaks out. He leaks out. He picks up these short yards. There's a chance that he's asked to block more like he was against the Steelers earlier this year and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, but we probably see him leak out a little bit more, especially if he's dealing with injury, right? Not going to really want to block too many uh, 250 to 
300 pound pass rushers on the defensive line with that knee shoulder injury and if he's going to leak out he's going to be a, a clear check down option for Joe Burrow he's had multiple mul he has had multiple two touchdown games this year he's had situations where he's led the team in targets and receptions like that Titans game you end up seeing him pick up a lot of receptions and targets on underneath routes so I think that's where he starts to become a nice play I don't think he's going to pick up a ton of ownership because of the questions around if he's healthy probably only like 25% owned for a cheap price tag for CJ Ozoma. It's a solid play. And now we're within the top 10 and I will reveal number nine. Number nine is a man that I already took the under eight and a half targets on, but I still like the guy. I'm happy he's here right now. He's probably the biggest superstar in this game. And that's Odell Beckham Jr. at 84 hundred dollars with a nice team total of 26.25 Odell coming off an 11 target game where he was the X receiver best game in a while I think it'll be a little bit sets up a little bit different this week won't be in the slot all that much we'll have a tougher time on the outside against Awuze and Eli Apple Apple's been boomer bust does draw a lot of penalties which doesn't help for fantasy and Awuze the former cowboy has been solid this is a good defense that's going to play two highs and the way that you beat that if you're Matthew Stafford and, and some of these other quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill turning the ball over I like Derek Carr turning the ball over in the last drive like Patrick Mahomes turning the ball over in the second half the way that you beat that is by it seems simple but not making mistakes and taking the easy throws the easy throws could be to Odell right they could be to Odell but they're not going to be downfield those are not going to be there as much so that's why he's not ranking within like the top five or he's outside the top eight for Odell's I still think he's a solid play I think he sees maybe six seven targets maybe even eight I just don't think he sees nine or more in this game it's just that he's going to have to rely on touchdowns you're probably not going to get the 100 yard game in this type of a defensive matchup for Odell which does hurt you so Odell is at number nine and now we get into the top eight and number eight is a guy that I think is going to be low owned I think he's going to be solid like Odell is going to be about 30 percent owned I think this guy's going to be pretty similarly owned because of the spot where he is his price tag is $9,600 and that is Joe Mixon yeah look he's a slight underdog in this one he's going to run routes he might be asked to chip block but there's also the other narrative that like I took his under five targets but there's also the other narrative that Joe Mixon comes out here and he sees a couple screen passes he sees three easy receptions for 30 yards because they're trying to get screens to neutralize the pressure which is true now on third and long Samaji P Ryan has been coming in in the playoffs the playoffs so that's a concern right but Joe Mixon here at number eight he honestly can move up like like K-Makers can move down for getting negative news and I don't think that oh he's gonna be a sneaky play no it's not good that he's hurt and there's three running backs Joe Mixon is somebody who can move up a little bit for me because he's gonna be like 35% owned on a showdown slate where he's going to see 15 to 20 touches where he's going to see all the red zone work where he's going to see 80% of the receiving game work out of the backfield so this is a good spot for him now the, the matchup up front is not great he's probably going to have to score a touchdown but he's gonna have opportunities to so Mixon right now for me we've already touched on it in previous videos but he's this guy who is in this price range where Ah, I don't want to pay almost $10,000 for Joe Mixon. No, I'm not going to do that. I got burnt in the Titans game from, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go to Jamar Chase. I'd rather go to the quarterbacks. I understand that. That's why he's going to become a leverage and a sneaky play. If anything, he moves up throughout the week for me. And that takes us to one of those guys who is above Joe Mixon in the price range. It is his teammate at $10,600, Joe Burrow. So the first quarterback here is Joe Burrow, number seven. This might seem a little bit interesting to you. Now keep this in mind, and we're going to do a lineup builder show on Saturday, a Q&A on Sunday. And we went through me building some lineups in some videos already and final lineups, first look and the strategy there. Joe Burrow, depending on your lineup, he might end up being your number three or four play, right? Depending on the lineup that you have. This is just ranking them each individually. But your overall lineup tells a story. Like Joe Burrow, if you have a bunch of guys from the Bengals in your lineup, yeah, you should probably stack them with Joe Burrow if you have three pass catchers. So then he takes priority and moves up a little bit. But just individually, Joe Burrow is my number seven play. The pass rush that he's going to be facing is going to be horrific. Like Joe Burrow against the Titans, except in this game, on steroids. Except in this game, like, like against the Chiefs where he was evading Chris Jones nonstop somehow, right? Especially in that fourth quarter. It's going to have to be that on steroids because you have the best play 
player over the last decade, five years, and Aaron Donald in the NFL. You have playoff Von Miller, MVP, Super Bowl MVP, right? And oh yeah, as a third option, you have to avoid Leonard Floyd, who'd be the number one pass rush option on like 20 teams in the NFL. So that Titans game, I think is kind of what you see here from Joe Burrow, like maybe some in, in parts of the game against the Raiders and the Chiefs, like quick outs to uh, Jamar Chase, quick outs to T Higgins. And that maybe you get a shot downfield on the rare one-on-one that you have, but I don't think you're going to get as much downfield usage from Joe Burrow. I don't think he hits the 300 yard bonus. I don't think he hits three touchdowns. So if you're in this range where he's going to be 240 passing yards, one or two touchdowns, that's a concern for really hitting an upside. Now, of course, it all comes down to your total lineup construction. But Burrow for me is somebody that I'm not extremely low on. He's still top seven for me, but he's not somebody that I'm prioritizing if I'm building just one lineup or a handful of lineups. And now we get into the top six, the rare air, the six, right? So the six, shout out Toronto, shout out Drake, Jersey Drake, hey. We're into the top six now, so let's break it down. But let me tell you about the sponsors of the program real quick. Superdraft.io is a platform similar to DraftKings, but there's no salary caps. You can play whoever you want, and each player, depending on their multiplier, so if they have a 2x multiplier, they get double the points. A 1x multiplier, they only get one times the points. So it's an interesting format. And for the Super Bowl, they are popping off. A $25,000 first prize, and you're probably maybe just hearing of this site. This site is not going to ha- it's not going to fill. Their contest, for the most part, will not fill. As of this recording, they're like 8% fill on their Super Bowl contest, as you can see right here it's 15 bucks to enter and you get a free 25 dollars if you use the code sal it's linked down below on superdraft.io so you go to superdraft.io use the code sal and this is a lineup that i really like t higgins is the best play and maybe we'll talk about him in this video he is the best player in superdraft i haven't projected for the same amount as cooper cup but he gets a 1.45 x multiplier so he gets 45 percent more points than cooper cup for every point that he scores right so i like him i like tyler boyd who gets a 65 percent multiplier cooper cup gets no multiplier he just gets his points but this is a lineup that I like Higgins Boyd cup and then you can kind of fill it out after that I think Tyler Higby if he's healthy is a very sneaky play both on DraftKings spoiler alert talking about him soon and on Superdraft at a 95% multiplier and I fill out this lineup with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow can definitely be interchanged I think the top four plays are Higby cup Boyd and Higgins over on Superdraft. So if you want to use that code SAL, Superdraft.io, as simple as that, you can check it out. It is linked down below. The code SAL gets you a free $25. And that contest will fill, so you'll have probably your best chance of winning money because if they don't fill, the other lineups that don't fill that contest, if there's a 1,000 that don't fill, they all get zero. So you automatically beat them. That doesn't happen anywhere else. So now we get to the number six play. It is another Cincinnati Bengal, and it is Jamar Chase at 10,000. So we're getting a couple of these, these expensive guys out of here. I think Jamar Chase projects out nicely. 18.2 fantasy points at this point, around a 50% ownership number. Number is kind of the reason why I'm not going to him as much. That is a, it's a modest for a guy who's expensive and really good like a Jamar Chase, but now there's rumors of maybe you see a Jalen Ramsey shadow him. I think Jamar Chase is a fine option, but you saw just like you saw when the Chiefs put a safety over top to look at Jamar Chase a lot of that game, T Higgins was the one to pop off. In the last game and a half to two games of the postseason, it is T Higgins getting a lot of one-on-ones when the one-on-ones come. Teams are saying, we're not letting you beat us, Jamar Chase. The Chiefs definitely said that after they gave up 250 yards to the guy in week 17. So Jamar chase to me yeah he's clearly a borderline top five play on this slate he has that kill you downfield upside and also defensive backs play 10 yards off of him so he can get a quick screen he can get a quick 10 yards like it's nothing ppr format on DraftKings helps you out there so he's still a solid play my concern is that one he is expensive especially for some of the other receivers on his team that might have similar roles like a t higgins two he's facing a secondary that is going to say yeah we're putting two high safeties you're not going to beat us deep right you're not going to beat us deep it's as simple as that you have to try and pile up a bunch of targets and receptions and now three jalen ramsey is begging his defensive coordinator raheem morris to allow him to shadow, which he has not done this year, including against Devontae Adams, to shadow Jamar Chase. So Chase comes in at six, and now we get into the top five, and these are really the honey plays. These are the plays that I'm prioritizing. It does not mean play all five of these guys in every single one of your lineups. You probably can't even fit them in all of them. It just means that 
individually, these guys look really good because of ownership, because of matchup, projection, ceiling, how they fit into your lineups. I like them. Number five is going to be another quarterback, Matthew Stafford. The quarterbacks on this slate, none of them have elite mobile upside. Uh, none of them are cheap, right? They're both over 10,500. They both don't have mobile upside. Yeah, they can move around a little bit, Stafford and Burrow, but they're not getting you 50, 60, 70 plus rushing yards and a touchdown. So neither of them are, are high priorities, but Stafford, for a similar price to Burrow, I'm going to take him. He's just going to have a way better protection. Yeah, Trey Henderson. Yeah, uh, Hendrickson and, and Sam Hubbard are there to bring some pressure, but this is the number one pass blocking unit in the Rams. I'm not too concerned about an average pass rush that is playing above expectation in the postseason right now. Stafford will have time to throw. Stafford has an elite matchup, as always, for Cooper Cup, but definitely in the slot against Mike Hilton. If he gets back Tyler Higby, I like it even more for an over-the-middle-of-the-field weapon, which will be really good for against guys like Von Bell of the of the Bengals. And really, when it comes down to Stafford, it's do I want Stafford or Burrow? And, and for the most part, depending on my lineup, I would, if I had to start with one for the first guy in, I would choose Stafford and go from there. And you might be saying everybody's going to do that. No, no, no. On my projections, you can check them out down below on Patreon. Ownership right now, I have projecting out Stafford 52% owned, Burrow 50% owned. So it's really neck and neck. Obviously, Burrow is, is the hot name right now. Joe Burrow, everybody loves him. The outfits. I love the guy too. But because of that, that's probably giving me an artificial bump of like 5%, maybe even 10%. They're going to come in with like the same exact ownership here. I'll take the guy who's going to have more time to throw. And in my opinion, has a better matchup, right? This Rams defense is so much better in the defensive line and the secondary than what the Bengals are going to bring. So that's number five. And now we can reveal number four. And it's a guy we talked about as a sneaky play over on Superdraft.io, the sponsors of the show. It's Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, if he's able to return. And if Higby's not able to return, I don't think Kendall Blanton will be top five for me, but Blanton will definitely be in the top 10 for me. So just keep that in mind. But if Higby is able to go out there, $4,800, Higby has been an absolute monster this year for the Rams. And a monster in terms of some things you don't see, right? In terms of clearing out the middle of the field, opening up a lot for Cooper Cup and when Robert Woods was healthy over the middle of the field. Tyler Higby so far this season is averaging right now 30 and a half routes per game. As a tight end, that is fantastic usage. He runs a route on 84% of the times that he's dropping back. He's playing the wide receiver position about 50% of the time, meaning in the slot or out wide, not on the line of scrimmage, so you know for sure he's running a route if it's a drop back. So I like Tyler Higby a lot if he's able to be healthy. A lot of people will be looking at Odell. Because Higby got hurt in that last game, people will forget that he continuously was hammering his Vegas over-under by going over, right? He's continuously underrated. People are underappreciating this man because eh, maybe he was a, a sexy fantasy name for season long and he somewhat busted, dealt with injuries during the year. Now he's dealing with another injury. I think Tyler Higby comes in around 30%. Maybe he gets up to 35% if we get some positive news earlier on, but around 30% on because of that injury. Otherwise, I think he'd probably be around 40% on. We're getting an advantage built in here from Tyler Higby. I like this spot for him. The Bengals linebackers allow an 84% catch rate. So when a tight end runs around against them and that tight end gets target, 84% of the time, they're allowing them to complete that. So if he has five targets in this game, you're going to get four to five receptions, right? It's not like these guys are, are smothering or great in coverage, which most linebackers aren't, but these guys definitely aren't. And now for the big reveal, drum roll, please, as we get into the top three plays on the slate. Number three for me, a man that I've liked all week long is going to be Mr. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is the exact same scenario here as why we mentioned CJ Ozoma. CJ Ozoma will be the guy who's going to go out there, but and get these short routes, going to be able to benefit from that. Yards after the catch a little bit, but for the, for the most part, be the check down guy when they're not running a screenplay and they're under pressure. But the advantage Tyler Boyd has, going to be low owned. 
He's a wide receiver, so he's definitely running routes. Like CJ Ozoma might only run 18 routes. Boyd is going to run 25 to 30 routes. So more usage in general. Boyd is healthy. Ozoma is not. And Boyd is going to play in the slot, which is a solid matchup if you're going to go there because I think Ramsey, who's been playing in the slot a lot this year, 35% of the time, if anything, he's very much incentivized to not play the slot when T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are on the outside. And that's what we're hearing right now. So I think that the way that the Rams play their defense, two high safeties and say, yeah, beat us with the pass catching running back to an extent. Yeah, beat us with the tight end or beat us with the slot receiver. I think this opens up the best opportunity you've seen in probably five weeks based on the teams they've played for Tyler Boyd, probably six weeks based on the teams they played for Tyler Boyd on the underneath stuff. I think Tyler Boyd is a solid play, fair price point, not picking up a ton of ownership right now. I have Tyler Boyd coming in at 32% owned, right? Low ownership for a one-game slate. Pretty low ownership, I would say. So Boyd stands out in a major way. Now we get to the final two, and I know what you're saying. You're saying, ah, well, Cooper Cup's number one. We all get that. No, he is not. Cooper Cup is number two, you beautiful people. And if you're still here, by the way, take two seconds, hit the subscribe button as we try to approach 50,000 subscribers over this next month or two. Would appreciate that right now from all you beautiful people. So number two is going to be Cooper Cup. And I don't have to say much here. Cooper Cup has an unreal matchup in the slot against Mike Hilton, who plays 90% of the time out of the slot, who is likely their worst cornerback right now for the Bengals. And oh, yeah, the best wide receiver this season in the league is going to have an advantage there he's going to have a stutter stop he's going to be put in motion a lot he's going to have a massive advantage his over under is set at over 100 yards his receptions are set at eight if he just hits the average projection right now by vegas in the markets he's going to finish right now and he's projected to score a touchdown right so he's going to finish with eight catches 110 yards and a touchdown is the average performance they're projecting right now based on his player props he's obviously a great play he is going to be highly owned the highest owned player on the slate at 72 percent but at this point it's really hard to not like him i have him projected for over three points more than anybody else at nearly 25 fantasy points he's a guy that you can play him in the captain spot we built lineups be sure to check out the final uh, lineup video that we made we built lineups with a cooper cup in there and how you have to get different right be sure it's a really interesting build check that one out but we also built lineups where he's just in the flex spot and yeah he's expensive but we've said this multiple times he should be thirteen thousand five hundred. he was thirteen thousand dollars on the last slate that they played in the regular season right why on the showdown slate why because now it's the postseason more people are watching they wanted to make it an easier way to build lineups so you get him at a cheaper price benefit for us so cooper cup is number two and you could probably figure this out no samaji p ryan is not number one no sony michelle is not number one cut that out number one is t higgins t higgins the best play on super draft is also the best play on DraftKings this week at 7600 and let me tell you why t higgins has a 24 percent target share and a 25 percent target rate when he's running routes higher than jamar chase on the season so far t higgins has nearly 200 yards and 18 targets over the last two games he is benefiting from jamar chase shadow coverage in the last game or not shadow but shading a safety shadowing a safety over that way if you will and now the talk is not that uh, jalen ramsey wants to go and shadow t higgins he wants to go and shadow jamar chase i don't know if he actually will at the end of the day Either way, T. Higgins is going to have a solid spot here. But look, I don't think the matchup is amazing for him. I don't know if he's going to have deep downfield plays. This is more of like a six catch, 80 yard and a touchdown type performance. I'm thinking for T. Higgins, not a 150 yard game, unless there's a busted player. He just makes a great one-on-one play and Joe Burrow throws him a bullet, a dime in between the pocket throw, basically in between the safety and the cornerback. Those sexy pot shots that we see Justin Herbert do all the time. But yeah, T. Higgins, it's the price point, like $3,000, nearly less than Jamar Chase for a very similar role in this offense for probably less attention for longer arms, especially in the red zone. Yeah, I'll take that from T. Higgins. So a solid price point on T. Higgins. There will be ownership there, but it's going to be similar to Chase. 45% on T. Higgins will be similarly owned to Cam Akers, similarly owned to Jamar Chase. He'll be less owned than the quarterbacks. 
and I like it. I like it. I think he's a strong captain option. Obviously, the guys that we put up towards the top here and Tyler Boyd, these guys are all strong captain options. Higgins, Cup, Boyd, uh, even Higby is a captain option. Chase, of course. I'm not too high on the quarterbacks for captains since they don't have mobile upside. But T. Higgins, my number one play on the slate. And there is, therein lies the top 12 plays on the slate right now. If you want to see the exact projections, ownership rankings, all that stuff where the other guys rank all the way down to number 28 on this slate, check out my Patreon down below. And thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you all a ton. Be sure to support the sponsors of the program, Superdraft.com. IO, a free, a free credit to play over there. We're $25,000 to first, a bunch of other contests. If you use the code SAL, it has less attention, less pros play over there, better chance for you winning. Code SAL, superdraft.io. When you sign up, get you that $25 free credit. So thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. The Super Bowl is very close to being here. I'm recording this. It's releasing on Thursday, and we'll have a couple more pieces of content and then the live stream on Sunday, and then we all enjoy the big game together. Sing Kumbaya. Before you go, hit that subscribe button. Before you go, let your shoulders lean. Before you go, take care. Brush your hair. I'll see you when I see you, gang, and I'll see you all in the next one.